Welcome and thank you for joining us for the Church by the Glades podcast. If you would like more information about Church by the Glades, including service times and directions, visit cbglades.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. Oh, what is up, CBG? Happy uh, spectacular weekend. If you're new to the church and you're confused, I get it. Most churches don't do something quite like this, but uh, we just kind of wrap our arms around this time of year and embrace the costumes and the spooky and the candy to hopefully entice a lot of families to come check out our church. And uh, if you were here last night, by the way, if you're here, typically the service, and there's a good crowd, but not quite the normal crowd, that's because the house was packed twice last night. And uh, as, as a communicator, as a, the greatest preaching challenge I faced all year long, it's spectacular. I got like 1,200 kids in their costumes hyped up on sugar. It's like preaching to a room of puppies on cocaine. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> so the sermon gets really short and uh, hopefully sweet. And we have a great time. So thanks for being the kind of church that just does this to reach people. I mean, thank you for being a whatever it takes kind of church. And, and Jesus, Jesus says something I think was so intriguing. Uh, the same way, the same way that uh, you know, pirate stories have been around for a long time. Even pirate movies have been around for many decades. But Disney in the early 2000s kind of put a whole new spin on those old stories with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, great actors, you know, Jeffrey Rush, Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, and of course Johnny Depp created this whole new kind of style of pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow. And all of a sudden, there's new imagination and intrigue breathed into an old genre of stories. Jesus said in Luke chapter five, uh, don't put new wine in old wineskins. What was he talking about there? Uh, Meaning this, the gospel is the wine. The story of God's love for us, salvation, the biblical truth, that, that is the wine. But the presentation, that the carrying case, sometimes you have to think about, have to morph, have to adjust. Our church, we don't compromise. We teach the word of God. We teach proudly and hopefully persuasively the gospel of Jesus Christ. But all the shenanigans and creativity and the pirates, whatever, the wineskin. It's just the device or the vehicle to carry the truth. Thank you for being a church willing to do that. People without God matter so very much. You've never laid eyes on anyone that God is not crazy in love with, and it's our call to help reach them. So we get a bunch of families who come check out our campus who normally wouldn't come. Why? They love their kids, and they paid 48 bucks for her costume. And here's a great, safe experience. So if you have people in your life who are kids or have kids, invite them tonight. We'll do it two more times. I will preach seven times this weekend and have uh, four meet and greets just dressed as a pirate. That's what we do around Church by the Glaze. So listen, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And by the way, the whole pirate theme just seemed to fit this year. And concession, uh, confession, I do preach out the overflow of my life and my family, we, we do pirates. We love those movies. My kids love those movies. We've come to Spooktacular before dressed as pirates. So the Hughes family, we do pirates. In fact, I have some pics from past years of our, our pirate outfits. You'll see, look how little Victoria. Victoria is now a college kid. And uh, that's her when she's little, and Zane's a little tiny pirate. But if you know my three kids, the one who loved pirates the most is not my youngest or my girl, it's Charlie. Y'all don't know my oldest. He's a 22-year-old punk preacher. I'm very proud of him. He's one of the leaders of rally ministry around here. That's, that's Charlie. He's a nice-looking kid. I think he has a lot of charisma. He's a, he's a very good communicator. I know I'm biased. I know his dad, but it's true. He really is. Has a little bit of swag going on. But if you talk to Charlie when he was a little boy and asked him what, what he wanted to be and he grew up, he would not say preacher. 
fact, he would not have said astronaut, would not have said NBA player. He just said pirate. He went through this pirate thing that lasted for years. I mean, kids go through phases, but he didn't phase out. So what happened was, moms and dads, remember, uh, remember the Wiggles? Remember the Wiggles? Anybody, the Wiggles? All right, just when he thought that Barney was as bad as it could get, these brothers were out of Australia, the Wiggles, these four dudes, and they sang these terrible songs about the great social issues of the day, like fruit salad, yummy, yummy, right? Fruit salad. And they had this sidekick guy called Captain Feather Sword. He was like the world's most harmless pirate ever. Didn't have a sword, had a feather, and Charlie saw, Charlie's like three. He thought Captain Feathersword was the bomb. And so he wanted Captain Feathersword costume. So Mike, we got him one. He came, he'd come dressed to church, Captain Feathersword. And then I'm hoping he'll phase out of that because kids go through these phases. Kids are evolving all the time. Their, their sense of identity changes all the time. Anyway, so about the time he's getting out of Captain Feathersword, we rented uh, the original Disney 1953 Peter Pan classic. And of course, there's a bad guy in that, and he's, he's a pirate. Now, he's not loathsome as much as lovable. He's, he's not cruel, kind of clumsy, but Captain Hook. Y'all know Captain Hook. And so he was just mesmerized by Captain Hook. So next thing you know, he has switched from Feather Sword, and now he's Captain Hook. And by the way, not just for spectacular, every weekend at Church by the Glades. I mean, your kid wants to come dressed up as a hawk or their favorite princess. We love imagination here. Let him do it. Everywhere besides school, he's dressed up as Captain Hook, and I'm waiting, hoping he's gonna phase out of this one. And he did, he did. He's starting to phase out of this, and about that time, boys and girls, there was this magical, mystical place back in the day called Blockbuster Video. And because your parents, we loved you, we stand in line in the family section looking for this ancient piece of technology called a video cassette. Remember that, parents? You wait for a family friendly, and so they were old enough to watch the first Pirates of the Caribbean. My kids are about six or seven at this time. And when he saw, when Charlie saw Captain Jack Sparrow, game over, game over. He was Captain Jack for years. And everywhere we went, I had a little pirate with me all the time. Had, had a little pirate everywhere we went. So, and by the way, that is fine to dress like a pirate every day if you're six. If you're 46, probably not a good idea. You probably won't get a job. But anyway, so we loved pirates. So this kind of flows out of my family. Do y'all remember back when, uh, I think it was the fourth movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Uh, it was about to be released 2017. To promote the movie, so smart. The people at Disneyland in California took away the animatronic Captain Jack from the ride. And Johnny Depp, in full costume, came out and replaced the animatronic character. And, and the animatronics, by the way, I love the animatronics at Disney. Have any Disney fans in the room? Any Disney fans in the room? If you're watching online, our campuses are in Florida, so we, we shoot up to Disney pretty often. The animatronics are brilliant. They're so lifelike, they're so, so real, they appear, wow, they're incredible. But guess what? They were so good that at first, a couple boats going by with the tourists couldn't even tell it wasn't animatronic. And Johnny Depp had to be more demonstrative and more engaging so people would recognize it was the real actor. And by the way, as incredible as those facsimiles are, as incredible as the animatronics are, no one was disappointed that they got the real thing. In a world full of fake people, fake followers, fake accounts, fake news, and fake friends, can you even spot what is real and what is true anymore? It's hard, man. There's a lot of facsimiles out there. 
Fabulous facsimile, but we're called to be people of the truth. Jesus said, I love this, John chapter 8, verse 32. On the screen right now, by the way, if you're new, the people are normally nice enough in the congregation, in the audience, to read the highlighted word, but y'all should have heard the kids last night. Those kids, they read, they shouted at the top. They were probably all whores, so I'm spoiled last night. Don't go quiet on me. I'd rather preach, preach that room full of puppies as opposed to grumpy grown-ups, all right? So here we go. Read loudly the words. Here's what Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. By the way, you can clap at that. Yes, one happy person. It is God's singular goal to emancipate you. And notice truth is the vehicle. Truth is the catalyst that sets us free. So it's just free. It's truth. The more we embrace God's truth, acknowledge God's truth, align my life, my decisions, my relationships with God's truth, the freer I become. See, God wants you free. He wants you free spiritually. He wants you free relationally. He wants you free eternally. He wants to set you free in every way. The Bible says, when the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. So, so next week, it's about relationships. We're going to do this, this we have a car, uh, car show happening on Sunday morning. And so we're going to do this car theme called The People Who Drive You Crazy. And I'm going to teach you some biblical principles, how to know more freedom in your personal relationships, especially family relationships. Because I get it, right? Do you have someone in your life that you love like crazy? Raise your hand. Do you love, love it? You're blessed. Someone loves you like crazy. Love it. Awesome. Do you also have someone who just makes you crazy? And are they the same person sometime, aren't they? And then maybe you're with them right now. All right, I'm gonna show you, listen, this is so important. I cannot over, listen, listen. I cannot oversell this. I'm gonna unpack a principle in relationships, especially family, especially parenting, that will clarify every single relationship decision you make for the rest of your life. This principle is that good. I'm gonna do something dramatic. I'm gonna bring a very famous car out on stage from a famous movie in the 80s, right? I'm gonna bring a car out. But if you understand what the Bible, and by the way, I can brag on this principle. It's not mine. It's not original. But if you get a hold of this idea, when I heard this for the first time, it was like, it brought clarity. I knew what to do, whether, it, whether your kid's a preschooler or a preteen or pre-med. This will help you, parents. You gotta be here next week for this. If you have anybody in your life you're trying to figure out or trying to love or trying to lead, trying to navigate marriage, friendships, especially parents and grandparents, be here next week. The people who drive you crazy. People who drive you crazy. Love that crazy, drive you crazy. That's, that's next week, next week, yep. Six happy people. Thank you, come back next week for that. All right, but I love that verse about freedom. So Jesus wants to set us free, wants to set us free. So here's, here's the question for today. I'll put it in kind of pirate terminology. Who's in your boat? Who's in your boat? Meaning this, who's in your relationship boat? Let's talk about relationship. Who's in your, who's those closest, who's in your boat? Who's, why? Dave, why is that a big deal? Okay, another verse. I love, I love the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah speaking for God. He says in chapter 29, verse 11, some of y'all, this needs to be your life verse. Get ready to read. It says, for I know the, the plans I have for, declares the Lord. Think that one through. The God who spoke the cosmos into existence has given his unlimited genius to mapping out, GPSing a personalized, customized plan for your life. God says, I'll be your life consultant. 
I'll give my unlimited intelligence, knowing all data, past, present, future, to help you have the best life. plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope. And if you, God's plan is phenomenal. This plan he has for you, these things, is powerful, is positive, and it's big. How do I know it's big? It's God. And God's good with details. We did a series called Small, but God's true expertise is big. And God does things that are God's size. And God has a big, big plan for your life, no matter how old or young you are. And I know this, this plan, no matter how smart and resourced you are, this plan is so big it will require other people in your relationship boat to arrive at, arrive at your divine destiny. It's gonna take other people rowing with you. That's why relationships, the synergy of smart relationships are so important. So here's the verse I shared last night, thinking about interpersonal relationships, setting the stage for the next few weeks, that I, I want to share with the boys and girls and parents. One reason you need to bring your kids to church are verses like this. In the Hebrew scripture, Proverbs 12, 26, on the screen right now. And parents, let me just give a little hint. When I share a verse like this, you should take out your phone, just like the young lady in the front row. Take out your phone and take a picture of the verse and then when you get home this week, talk with your kids about what it means. Look at this verse. Look how great this is. It says, the righteous choose their friends. The kids did way better than that last night. Let's try it again. The righteous choose their friends. Good job. Don't, don't you want your kids to get a hold of this? Ever worry that your kids are hanging out with knuckleheads? Right? Or kids, you know, tracking the wrong way. Oh, gosh, you know, I watched Zane, my youngest, having a blast last night. And he had about, what, maybe at least eight or ten of his friends. They were running around just having a good time. And I'm checking out those kids. Man, I'm like eyeballing those kids. I'm, I'm hoping they're good kids. I'm hoping their kids are making good decisions, right? Because, uh, man, relationships have a gravitational pull. The righteous choose their friends carefully. A lot of us, we are not intentional at all about who we hang out with. Not strategic, nor smart. Bible says love everyone, but be careful about who's in your boat because God is a very important destination he wants you to arrive at. A wonderful plan for your life. So I, I want to put this in pirate terminology. I thought, so what kind of boat are you on? What kind of boat are you on? What kind of boat are you now? What kind of boat are you selling right now? Like, Some of y'all on the party boat. You're on the party boat. You were out so late last night. Oh my gosh. You're here a little hungover, but you're here, you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. You stumbled in, right? You've not slept, but you're here, you're here. God bless you, you're here. A lot of people to make it here, make it here. But nothing wrong with having fun. God is not the anti-fun God. God is not the cosmic killjoy, right? But if fun or, you know, the pleasure cruise drives your decisions, eventually in your relationships, you're not gonna arrive or you're gonna arrive. Titus chapter three, verse three is on the screen right now, New Testament book. This is a simple statement. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved. I shouldn't and enslaved. Truth sets us free. Truth, but we're enslaved by all kinds of passions and If all I do is row towards pleasure, I don't bring freedom, I bring bondage. What were pirates about? Pleasure. And treasure, pleasure, and who's in your boat? Are they just about fun, good time, getting loaded, getting high, getting laid? That's all they're about. Oh, but David, I'm not making those decisions. I'm strong, I'm gonna honor. Relationships are so powerful. 
Look what it says in Proverbs 13, 20. This is the power of relationships, good or bad. It says, walk with the wise, walk with wise people and become wise. But look at this last part. Befriend fools and get in trouble. <laughs> Anybody here ever get in trouble just because you're hanging out with the wrong crowd? Hands up, grown-ups. Anybody ever like, oh my gosh, if I had to pick better friends, right? If I had to pick better friends. What this verse is saying is stupid is contagious. You can literally be in the wrong vehicle with someone and they do something bad or illegal, you go to jail, right? I, listen, so I know you're strong, I know you have a you know, resolve, I know you're smart, but you have other people in your boat and they're dysfunctional. And you're trying to make healthy decisions or smart decisions, but they are drilling holes in their side of the boat, you all sink. Another boat, the popularity boats. Popular, man, especially late elementary, middle school, high school. Nothing wrong with being popular. I hope you're popular. But that cannot be the thing that drives your decisions or relationships. I'm not trying to be judgy here. But ever notice you know, the popular crowd is a lot of plastic people? A lot of fake people in that crowd putting on the facade. And the same way foolishness is contagious, so is that. And I've seen many young people, especially middle schoolers and stuff, put on a persona. They manufacture a version of themselves. They start acting out, acting cocky, making decisions, doing things they know will not further their future. Why? They want to fit in. We all want to be accepted. But if you've got the wrong people in your boat, just all oh, this is my popularity, these plastic people. Listen, why do you want to fit in with fake people anyways? Be true. Be true to the real you. Be true to God's future. Be true to his plan. So there's nothing wrong with popularity or pleasure. They just can't drive your decisions and surely your relationship. What I want you to have the courage is to board this ship. The leadership. The leadership. Say it with me. The leadership. Look at that leadership behind me. They got a battleship behind me, man. That ship, that's a powerful ship. That ship's going to take territory. No victory. That's what God wants you to have, young people. The courage. If it's just you and God in the boat to be a leader. This church is not about forming followers. But we groom leaders here. And a leader has to have the courage to go it alone sometimes. And the courage to make sure the right people are in your boat. I'm not saying be mean or ruthless. I love everybody. I know, listen, grown-ups, you've got that, that guy, he's been in your life forever. You've known him since fifth grade, right? You knew him back when he had a mullet and a fanny pack and cabaricis. He has all the dirt on you. Don't kick him to the curb, but you got to manage him. If he drives your social situations, what happens? His stupid rubs off on you. So guess what? We're not going to go clubbing together anymore, right? We're not going to go to Top Golf because you drink too much and fell off last time. Not going to do that. We'll go to rally at Church by the Glades. We'll go play basketball. We'll go watch the Dolphins play. I'm fine with that. Don't you drink too much, right? I, I mean, you, you love them, but you manage them. Then you get strategic by finding those right people, the leadership people. I'll tell you where you'll find them is as you immerse yourself in the life of your church. As you volunteer, as you be part of a life group. I don't know where to start. Okay, go to Best Next Steps. Takes 20 minutes. And let's get you plugged in. If you tried before, it didn't work, let's pick it up and try again. You need those people. What's it say in Proverbs 12, 26? Parents, did you catch that verse? It says, the righteous choose their friends when do you age out of this principle? Outside of my family, I'm grateful for my best encouragers. I, I got friends from the gym. I, I got workout buddies. I got fishing buddies. Y'all know I love to fish. I got some people I fish with. My, whew, 
Biblical sport buddy, Jesus, fisherman. My best friends are a handful of men who love God and love me, who believe in God and believe in me. Man, they're, they're, the Bible says iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So who are you hanging out with, grown-ups? Check out your phone, show, show me your phone. Show me your favorites, I'll show you your future. It's been said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You ever heard that before? Some people, oh, it makes me feel good, feel good. Other people are like, oh my gosh, that scares the heck out of me. Because he's a knucklehead and she's a knucklehead and he's a knucklehead and I love them, but man, they make bad decisions. You might need to rock the boat a little bit. Let me say something I couldn't say last night. Single people? Somebody, somebody, you're dating the wrong person. They make bad decisions, they pull you away from God, they pull you away from church. God can't send you the right person because you got the wrong person occupying their seat on your boat. <laughs> You're always online, the applause was terrible. Like, don't listen to him. No, 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 listen. Be the right person. So uh, I love Disney, so we do fun things like this, create things like this. And I, I'm one of my favorite rides, surely Magic Kingdom is Pirates of the Caribbean. I love the animatronics, they are so good. They've been around for decades. They're so lifelike, aren't they? They're, they're crazy, they're so convincing. I love the animatronic characters. Wow, you recognize some of these. You go through the ride, they, your imagination goes kind of crazy. It's, it's phenomenal, but you know, they're high tech, but they have no heart. I mean, they're not motionless or voiceless, but they have no breath, they have no soul, they have no spirit. They're fakes, they're facsimiles. Can we be people who are real, who are true in a world of fake friends and fake news and fake followers and fake people? Can we be the real deal in Jesus' name? In John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, that's my agenda for you, but I have come so they may have true life. If you don't have this true life through Christ at your campus, there'll be prayer partners at the edge of the stage. Come find one and say, hey, I want the most important friendship. I want that relationship with Jesus Christ. What Christ wants from you is not, not a religion, a personal relationship. It starts right there. If you're watching online, you can text the word salvation to the number on the screen in just a moment, and a real live person, true person, will reach out to you this week. Let me pray for you. Hey, if you know people, families, invite them here tonight. I think God's gonna change someone's life. Father, thank you so much that you're a God of creativity that you give us imaginations. And Father, we're just trying to leverage that in a season where people are thinking about costumes and candy to bring people to the house. Why? To bring people to Jesus. So Lord, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity that we're gonna seize in Jesus' name as all the smart people said. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Don't forget to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CBGlades at Pastor D. Hughes.